Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 303, take two. Take two. And it is Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. And joining us live in the Codex Prime studios, once again, we have fellow friend of the show. He is the author and creator of Hellion. He is the man of a thousand opinions, Mr. Jim Savard. Welcome back, sir. Thank you very much for having me, guys. It's going to be a fun show tonight. Oh, <laughs> yes, indeed. I really love the name, young man of a thousand opinions. Like, I freaking love it. <laughs> Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, we're, yeah, we're going to get into, you know, like uh, some stuff we've been up to, um, some movies we've watched recently, um, some shows we've watched recently. Um, uh, you might you might be wondering what I mean when I say uh, episode 303, take two. Um, well, for those of, for the few of you who actually uh, caught um, a glimpse of last week's episode, uh, there was a technical glitch um, on my end. Uh, basically, um, I forgot. I forgot to enable a key feature to uh, for our, our live feed, so uh, people only caught like the first minute or first few seconds of our episode last week, and then it just froze. So people are wondering, well, what's going on? What's the announcement? So uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll recap uh, what we went over last week, and um, yeah, uh, that's that's on me. My bad. You know, things happen, but you know, we're we're here, episode three hundred three. You know, the the Codex Prime train uh, ever moves forward. Um, yeah, it does. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, and we got a, and we got a bunch of major announcements here. So uh, you want to stay tuned for that. Um, yes, and we have friend of the show Afton Ward uh, also joining us here. Um, yeah, so while Carl's sharing the episode here, I want to give a quick shout out to two sponsors. First, our dear friend of the show uh, Afton uh, for Infamous Customs. That's M F A M U Customs. Uh, you can you can get all sorts of Codex Prime apparel and merchandise like DJ Mr. Bird, mm-hmm. uh, the Victor Vader shirts, the Codex Prime uh, T-shirts, um, any or any uh, custom design of your choosing. You can send a design over to Afton, and she'll hook you up with a really cool uh, design on some on on uh, some apparel of your choosing: a T-shirt, hoodie, uh, tea cozy, what have you. Uh, that's InfamousCustoms.com, and you can also follow her on Instagram. Also, uh, another shout out to another sponsor of the show: Silk City Hot Sauce. Uh, Silk City Hot Sauce, they're a Vermont-based business with all sorts of unique and tantalizing flavors, uh, such as uh, Killer Hot, uh, Slurp, uh, Nightmare. Uh, They got the peach-flavored... uh, hot sauce, uh, a maple syrup flavored hot sauce as well. Goes well with any uh, breakfast sandwich, w- uh, waffles, pancakes, you name it. Uh, pour it all over your favorite dish or your or your favorite pair of feet. There's something for every palate. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use the promo code CODEX, that's C-O-D-E-X, and you'll get 15, 15% off of your order. He makes it weird every time. Now I'm biting my tongue because Vanessa told me I had to stop teasing you about the uh, pizza and the speeding. Mm-hmm. So I said... Okay, and then I'm like, I'm gonna hit him on the hot sauce because I know how much he likes that. And you just like open the door just now, and Carl joined me on that, so uh, that'll be the new ongoing joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, it could be pig feet, could be chicken, you know, feet. You know, well, I remember, I, I remember episode 300. It was not pig's feet you were talking about. <laughs> I mean. The possibilities are endless, people, but we don't we don't judge, you know. Um, it's twenty twenty two. Love is love. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, uh, uh, shout outs to Inca King Suspedes uh, in the in the chat here. Happy belated Halloween uh, to you as well. Um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, shall we uh, recap before we get before we dive into? Shall we recap briefly our announcement from last week that people didn't catch? Sure. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I got to do that right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> last year, the Codex Prime podcast. One of us has been was uh, had the honor and privilege of uh, moderating one panel. At last year's uh, Rhode Island Comic Con. Mm-hmm. This year, both members of the Codex Prime podcast will be moderating not one, but two. No, not even two. Mm. Not even three. Yeah. Not even four. Five. Five. Five panels between the both of us. Yes. Yes, five panels, man. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'll be hosting uh, two Star Wars panels at this year's Rhode Island Comic-Con. Uh, uh, Comic-Con's taking place uh, this uh, this weekend, uh, November, November 4th through 6th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, this Friday on November 4th, I'll be hosting a one-on-one panel with author Timothy Zahn, uh, the author of the uh, Thrawn trilogy, including 1991's Heir to the Empire. So I'll be talking about his work. Uh, as, a, as an author in the Star Wars universe and talking about some of his uh, current work as well. Um, and on Saturday, I'll be hosting a panel with uh, some actors from the Star Wars prequel trilogy, uh, which will include Ahmed Best, um, Daniel Logan, um, Bonnie, Bonnie Peace, and, and a couple others. Um, it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, chatting up their experiences on Star Wars. Um, and even and even for some of them who've reprised their roles in the years since, so yeah, check us out um, uh, this uh, this uh, this Saturday, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Comic Con. I'll be doing two panels, and Carl has three. Yes, uh, at Friday at seven fifteen in the Waterplace Ballroom, I'll be uh, moderating a panel with uh, Trish Stratus and Lita. On Saturday, oh, he's never coming out of that one. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be on high. <laughs> I'm gonna be high on that one. And then on Saturday at 3.15, I will be uh, hosting the Masters of Puppets uh, featuring uh, Bill Diamond, Gigi Edgley, and uh, Simon Williamson. And I believe this one was changed to Sunday. Uh, Nope, Saturday. And this will be a social media pan, uh, the stars of new media achieving TikTok fame. Mm. And it will be hosted. I mean, I'll be hosting uh, Gary, the barbecue chef, uh, Jacoby Ray, Stevie Oaks, Kells Ferguson and Patrick O'Keefe. Patrick Keefe, excuse me. Nice. So and that will be at 630. Very nice. Very nice. So, so uh, yeah, we're going to be busy. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a busy weekend for us. Uh, but you know, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an amazing one. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you went from one panel last year to five between the both of us, so it's it's gonna be pretty cool, man. It is, and then not to mention various uh, various interviews that we'll be uh, we'll be trying we'll be catching on the um, convention floor. Uh, yep. One of my goals interviews is Bret Hart. Oh yeah, the excellence of execution. And anybody who you would like to, um, you know, I'm I'm pretty much game. You know, like if there's somebody who uh, you know catches our catches uh, our attention, I'll be like, hey, we'll we'll try to finagle a quick. Uh... Derek Riggs, go after Derek Riggs. Oh. He is the creator of Eddie for Iron Maiden. Oh, I mean, you don't get much more iconic 
then that's like the stone's tongue. I mean, Eddie is Eddie's Eddie. I mean, everybody knows Eddie. Okay. Why not? Why not? I would love to hear you uh, interview Harry Lennox, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then both of y'all's voices, like, just add some classical. We can just edit it, add some classical music in the background. <laughs> it would just be a soothing experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Harry Lennox. Uh, Martian Manhunter. Yep. Yeah. And Zack Snyder's Justice League. You know, um, it'd be interesting to hear his thoughts about why his character sat on the sidelines when he could have helped out with Darkseid and Steppenwolf, but it's whatever. It's like, hey, I mean, aren't you as powerful as Superman? We didn't have to go through the trouble of resurrecting Clark Kent, who almost killed us, but, you know. We got you next. He got us next time. <laughs> yeah. but Wait, um, four hours just to hear him say, I got you next time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hopefully he'll appear in the next uh uh, Man of Steel sequel since Henry Cavill is coming back to the role. Indeed, yes, yeah. that will be a a good ride. He's he's really a good choice for Superman. Oh yeah, you don't have to second doubt that. Unlike that putz who plays Shazam. Uh, I mean, Putz uh, Zachary uh, Putz. Levy. He's he's fine in the role. He, Shazam Putz. was an enjoyable. Be, you know what? He's going to be there. Okay, Shazam was an enjoyable movie. You know, it was fun. I couldn't get past the padded chest. But putts. That's that's the Too character. Yeah. Uh, no, no, not really. <laughs> that padded uh, chest did kind of like just. Yeah. It was uh, obviously padded. It's 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 fine. It's fine, man. It, it looked convincing enough. Look, I could put on that padded chest, and you would say it's convincing. <laughs> I mean. Listen, we're not. We're, we will not have DC slander on this. I, I, mean, I, well, I, th- I think we're about to anyway. But uh, no, <laughs> with the movie y'all watch. But um, but more on that uh, later. Um, but yeah, uh, Jim. Yes. Yes. You. Was, you have been hyping this up for probably the oh, yeah. past month. I don't know what it is. You said it's for everybody. You said it's for us. What is going on? What is it? All right. So I've yeah. I've had a very um busy year this year. Um, it started off at Free Comic Book Day mm-hmm. at Rubber Chicken. Um, I was sitting next to Mark McCrean, and I'd met him, you know, previously, and um, he and I discussed working on a comic together. So as, as I said on your, your um, 300th episode, we're doing a book called Liner, mm-hmm. and it's a three-part miniseries, but we'll, we'll get back to that. We're going to kind of do things chronologically. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, Joe Medeiros had asked me to work on a book called Pirates of Dilfram, which is his his creation. He created all the characters, asked me to write for him. Mm-hmm. Not really. It's, it's a comedy. His 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 idol is Sergio Agones. Not my forte. Um, and I kind of put it off and, and trying to find a way to do it. And he posted something on Facebook about wanting, why isn't this happening? And I was like, you know what? And then a story hit me. Mm-hmm. And like my style of writing... I write it, I write the story, then I break it down, and then I do a, um, I sketch it like in my, like on a, on a board, like I, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but I write it out, and then I type it and do the script. For this, I didn't write the story. It was just like ad lib, mm-hmm. which I think for me to be funny, that's what I had to do. So basically, it's like as rough a writing as, as I get. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the storyboarding into the script, typing it and then it's good to go so the first one's done so Mm -hmm. he's that's in his ballpark he's working on the art so here here are two of the prints okay promo prints 
from that, you guys can each keep one. Oh, thank oh, you. okay, yeah. But that's gonna need you to sign it. That's that's coming up um, in the near near future um, from Joe at Rubber Chickens. It's his characters, and the thing was, he let me kind of come up with a few story ideas, mm-hmm. and then he started dropping other things on me. So it works out really good. The first script was done, and I had pretty much two stories in line for um the next two and then he had told me about like these other characters he wanted and I was like oh that's that's like a perfect way to like so each story is going to be self-contained mm-hmm. but the ending kind of will be subtly like leading into the next story yeah so the way the third one was going to end this these guys introducing the bad guys or the he, so there's going to be like rival pirates and then there's going to be the arch enemy fleet of the you know the the from the queen mm-hmm. so it, it's going to be a nice segue so there's like three or four stories already lined up for this okay and uh this one's in this one writing wise for me is very easy because like i said it, it to be funny i i can't overthink it i just have to do it right yeah. and and i at one point i'd written something and i was like oh my god this is kind of funny and then i read it to myself and i made myself laugh and i never do that <laughs> so i was like okay this is this is good so that's that. Um, that'll be coming out hopefully early next year. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Now we're going to get back to, um, oh, yeah, one one more thing. This is yeah. uh, Hellion, issue six. Ooh. This is coming out um, March next year, the mm-hmm. final issue. And that's the cover oh. to issue six. Oh, right on. And wow. Uh, Ryan Santos, uh, who will be at Rhode Island Con and has an exclusive, I think it's Prince or comic covers. I'm not sure what he's doing, but he is, he has an exclusive print, I believe. That's going to be there. Um he did that cover and I think that's just that is an awesome cover. So each each so there are six issues to Hellion, so the first two are done by one artist, the next two are done by another and the next two are done by Ryan. So this has been like I said a big year. Um and so in doing this coming with Hellion coming to a you know, a conclusion I had to change my banner because mm-hmm. clearly it just it's, it's all about Hellion. So we made a new banner, Creations, um, from the mind of Jim Savard. And Andrew Lavolo, who did the covers for one and two, did that for me. Um, and ironically, he um, we were talking and he put a www.jimsavard.com. And I said, take that out because I don't have a www.jimsavard.com. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't. So guess what? Vanessa's making me a www.jimsavard.com. So that will be out um, hopefully by Thanksgiving time. We will have a page um, strictly for that. So, because the Facebook page for Hellion is for Hellion, and I'm trying to, like, once that's done, it won't get a lot of action. So we're going to move over to the other one, and uh, that'll be that. Which leads me to Liner. So, Liner is coming out. um, Again, Mark's going to be doing the art. And I have um, a couple prints to show you. Mm-hmm. And I want your guys' opinion, okay? Yeah. okay? So let me show you the first one first. Okay. He came prepared. He did. All right. I'm, I am full of surprises today. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh. These fellows will be joining us in Liner. Okay. Now, Liner is, um, a lot of my stuff comes from, I get like song titles or music and it kind of, gives me an idea. So Liner is a song by a band called The Fix. Mm-hmm. And I just like the title and the song's kind of cool. And then 
my mind runs and I come up with an imaginary story for it. Gotcha. And that's kind of what we did here. Mm-hmm. So these fellows are going to be in it. Uh, Mark did that. He did a couple of sketches because I was doing um, some signings. Um, I did two signings this past week. I was in um, Salem at Silver Moon Comics. Gotcha. And they were amazing. And that's like having a mini, being at a mini con in Salem in October. Mm. It's like, I can't even tell you how many people come through the door there. It is like mass insanity. Mm. I mean, they were getting all sorts of people in there. I know they were talking about the town not letting people in or come in and have, you know, take a bus or public transportation because too many people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. But it was a great time, and they were so wonderful. And then um, the next one I was at was uh, Randy Conlon's uh, Wild Time in Attleboro. And he, again, he had a little Halloween set up in front of his store. Okay, I know what he's It was great, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So um, I had these prints, and I was like, well, after the those two events were done, I was going to start showing them. Mm-hmm. So um, you guys, this is pretty much the first multi-group you know, group people seeing them other than at those shows. Yeah. Um, here, here are two of the um, sets of people that will be in the show, and these are the ones I want your opinions on. Okay. So, do you guys have a preference? Hmm. Okay, so we got like a picture. This guy with this girl. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh. I like I like the one uh the one on the left. Maybe you can switch up the guy's hairstyle a little bit. Which one? This one. Yeah. Okay. Um. That's about it. Yeah, yeah okay. I get a I get an Eddie Brock feel with this. Okay, so so here's the deal. You take this one. All right. Mm-hmm. You take this one. Okay. And that is you with his last name, and this is you with his last name, and you're going to be characters in my story. Wait, what? what? <laughs> we we have been through um, eight years of of fun. You guys have supported me, and um, I'm big on loyalty. And you helped move my, my son and his mom. We've, uh, you've interviewed me. Uh, we're friends, family. Um, so I figured, you know what? We're going to flip the names and, and add you guys to my books. I have Easter eggs in all my stories. And oh. in Lionel, you two are going to be um, my, my Easter eggs. So, <laughs> so, so welcome. And remember now, I know your ending. So you might not be happy with me. Uh, you know, uh, the somebody's end. dying. But... But you guys okay. can keep those prints. Um, I oh, had them made you. just for you. Oh, um, oh yeah, you need to, we need oh. to sign. <laughs> so, oh, this so, so this awesome. is um, yep. You got sharpies. Uh, we, I, I got some sharpies somewhere. All right, yeah. cool. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yes, they're each. Uh, <laughs> it's a three-part mini series. Um, okay. But you guys are gonna be. Uh, so I just hope you like the way you, the way I meld your names together. So um, mm-hmm. my name is Carla Moyo. Yes. <laughs> and you're Victor Bird. <laughs> But oh, I just is. I just wanted to say thank you for everything and um, your support. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't get from A to B without you know people helping you. So thank you for oh, that. That's that, that's oh. amazing. Oh, wow, that, that, that is. I told you, you I had big news for you guys. You, you wasn't lying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, us two in a comic book. So what? Yes, sir. And then, oh, <laughs> and then. It, just, it just never ends. Um, there is one more piece of news that kind of got confirmed last night. Um, so, Hellion was my baby. It was the first one written. Right. And I just love it for just that. It was like, hey, I did what I went to college for. I wrote it. It's something I'm passionate about. Like, I love my 
uh, comic books. So that was the treat. Um, Pirates of Dilfram, that's like a loyalty thing. Joe, like, loyalty is important. Joe's yeah. my friend. Um, and uh, I, I'm doing this. And I kind of, it, it gives me a chance to explore myself as well. Not like that with the hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it gives me, it gives me a chance to, um, you know, try something out of the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, Liner is me with a vengeance, um, yeah. an attitude, and it, it is it is aggressive, and it's going to be not like I had like I had a publisher who was kind of like hey, you can't use the f word, and you know which was fine. It's his stuff. Yeah. This is going to be um, my ending the way I want it, and it it's it's going to be when Mark read the script, read the story, he was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. So and he is very much looking forward to, to doing this. Mm. So um, we're going to do it in black and white. Okay. And um, I, you probably may have seen this. I don't think you've seen this. Have you ever seen uh, Rumblefish? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah. Black and white, except for the Rumblefish is in color because mm-hmm. yep. he's colorblind. Well, this yep. story is going to be black and white, but each issue is going to have a different one color in it. Oh. Okay. Depending on what we decide i already have two of the books we have an idea but the third one i'm not sure about okay so that's that so getting now to the the big big news confirmed yesterday um i was talking to ryan santos because i saw him at monster expo Mm -hmm. and the first words out of his mouth are when are we going to work together oh okay and um i've had something that i've been very passionate about that's been sitting there for a very long time a story I want to tell, and we're going to do it. Okay. And it's a story, um, it's going to be called The Conductor. Mm-hmm. And it basically takes place throughout time. Yeah. And um, I don't want to go really too much into it. Um, it's one person's story, but they're telling the story. Um, it's... For me, it's it's my passion for storytelling is going to come out. I feel like this is going to be my best story mm-hmm. because it's 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 going to be a little like supernatural horror, Indiana Jones horror, mm-hmm. but like basic like NCIS or like mm. you know like a, a drama. It, it's it's yeah. not going to be a a hardcore horror thing, but it's 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 a story and it's it's going to be different but it, it's my passion for like I love telling stories I love doing this but this is going to be my chance to tell a story and and I you know like Ryan and I talked and I'm like it, it can go mm-hmm. as long as we want it to go I, I have a definitive ending and I have a definitive beginning and everything in the middle you know if we want to do six we'll do six if we want to do four we'll do four yep. um, there's really um, I'm giving him kind of the option, like for time periods, mm-hmm. like there's going to be one probably in the old west, okay. Um, and like that one, I have a definitive story for, but the rest I can, I have story ideas that I can pretty much insert into because of the nature of the story and the nature of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it will, it will enable me that I could. It doesn't matter if it's like, you know, 1303 or. 1794 the story would still fit it's yeah. not about cars and lightsabers it's about humanity yeah this is yeah. definitely going to be a um a search into humanity hmm. so wow. and that's that's 
my big news okay. on top of the other big news that and your big good. news. <laughs> so it's wow. been a busy, busy, busy few weeks, and it's going to be busy 2023, and we're getting back to the con circuit next year, too. I'll be doing cons. Awesome. Oh, right so. on. Yeah. I'm speechless. I'm in a comic. Wow. You will be. be in a comic. <laughs> <laughs> you will be, both of you, yep. Oh, this is amazing, man. Yeah, thank, thank you so you, much thank for us. Uh, thank you for everything. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely, man. This, this is this is incredible. Uh, Ain't it? Like I'm, yeah. really, I'm just like looking at this. I'm like, <laughs> it's my name. He has my name. Yep. And I, yeah. I made sure, like, I yeah. wanted you guys to kind of pick. Mm-hmm. And then Carl's like, "Well, like, this one and this one and this one and this one." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't think about that." Well, he's pretty. <laughs> he's pretty. So he has that pretty. I, yeah. He's a pretty boy. So. <laughs> all I will say is it's his birthday in the comic. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm. <laughs> I don't like that. So I do not like that. So. so, okay, okay. Oh man, this uh, this this is awesome right here, man. It's just a lot, lot of lot of news. Torrent of news. A lot, a lot. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> What's going on, cousin Aaron? <laughs> Oh man, yeah, torrent of news on the Codex Prime podcast uh, this week, man. And I'm okay with that. I love it. I yeah. love it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh man. So so yeah, you you y'all heard it here first. Uh yeah, be on the lookout for our for our uh, pretty faces in uh, the comic book world uh coming next year. And uh yeah, Comic-Con this weekend, Rhode Island Comic-Con, come you know, see we're us. We're going to interview Ryan Santos. Oh yeah. He'll be there. Be sure. I'm gonna make him sign my. I'm gonna make him no, he, he did, did these. Mark did those. Oh, okay, Mark. Ryan's doing the conductor. The conductor. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and yeah, and I'm really looking forward to to seeing your your new stories. Yeah, that's, thank you. That sounds really exciting. That one's yeah. gonna be like I said. It's it's uh, I you know I drive an hour to work back and forth. I hear songs, mm-hmm. and it's like Joe Walsh, the Confessor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, I could think of a hundred stories just for that. And it's just like sometimes songs hit me and I come up with the title. I hear their title and I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I start going and then I come up with it. Mm-hmm. So the conductor, though, has nothing to do with music. It's just it's generally inspired by me. Mm. And it's something that I came up with. There was nothing other than from up here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Indeed. Wow. Yeah, man. I'm in shock. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in shock. Wow, this is amazing. Oh yeah, this is and amazing. Yeah. How do we top all that? Well, uh, we'll get into some um, stuff we've been we've been up to, movies we've been watching, okay, um, books books we've been reading. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Who, who, who among us should start about movies we've watched? Let's start. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start, start with our esteemed guest. Yes. All right. Movies I've watched. Lately, in this, I've actually gone to the theaters, mm. which uh, you don't see a lot of people at the theaters these days. You see some, but people are like, oh, I'll watch it at home instead. Mm. Um, movies I've seen, I've seen The Barbarian. I yes. started watching it. I started watching it. Um, have uh, you seen it? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, okay. How, how far did you get I'm without spoilers? I'm still in the very beginning. All I can say is she locked herself in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't um, like that laugh. I've seen The Terrifier 2. Oh, I've heard a lot about Art, that. Art the Clown. Um, I, I I hopped on Art the Clown figuratively last year. 
or the year before mm-hmm. when his first one terrifier came out i grabbed that mm-hmm. um i've seen black adam seen that as well um there's one other one i saw what I, I sent you guys a message i can't remember which one it is um but terrify i'll talk about terrifier yeah i'll i'll be um spoiler free yep um it definitely has if you're a horror fan leaving you what you read about people leaving throwing up and vomiting if you're a horror fan you're probably not gonna um it it is dangerously um dangerously close to falling into nightmare on elm street once it got super cheesy Mm -hmm. you know like that with the jokes and everything yeah but the first movie um they make no bones about it this clown is evil it's not like Pennywise where he's got all his little, you know, bright colors and stuff. You look at art, he is creepy. You know he is creepy. He is scary. And then what do they do? They take these scenes and they put him like he's in this restaurant and he's flirting with a girl and he does one of these. Mm-hmm. And it is the most creepy thing because this is this clown in black and white and he's got his black lipstick and his black teeth and it's just creepy and it's this innocent thing he does like this and he it perverts it Mm. and later in the movie there's a scene with him riding a tricycle which you think about kids riding a tricycle and you're like oh how cute look at look at johnny on the on the bicycle or look at little Susie on her tricycle Mm -hmm. and there's this evil clown and again he perverts it Mm -hmm. and then there's a scene where a woman who's not stable has a, a a doll like a baby doll mm-hmm. a fake one that she thinks is her living child yeah and he takes it and he kind of is doing this again it's mm. it's th- these sweet innocent things that you see children do and they're perverted into this evil clown mm. and there is a death scene in this that is by far one of the most i mean i would like if if you ask me to choose, I would choose that hands down. Before most people talk about Linda Blair and her head spinning around, yeah, that's nothing. What what he does in this movie, holy crap! Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at the images of the clown, and yeah. I kind of want to draw this guy. Yeah. So then the second movie is like two and a half hours long. Oh. Your boy Chris Jericho's in it. Oh wow, yes. that's right. And there's there's a post credit scene that is just like the movie part two because it's like 15 minutes long mm-hmm. um but it it's just as violent there's there's a scene in there that it's like holy crap mm-hmm. um there are two scenes actually yeah. um also the friend and behind the car mm-hmm. and that's all i'm gonna say not mm-hmm. in the car behind the car mm-hmm. the one behind the car Men will appreciate far more than women, um, painfully. Um, but it, it's it's an intense movie. It is gory, but it it's you know when you get to the point where you feel like how many times can I go to the well? How many times? It yeah. just seems like it's on that like Freddy. The first one was scary. Mm-hmm. The second one was a little less scary and a little more humor and and it's. Yeah. Even though this is gory and bloody, mm-hmm. it seems like they're trying to go Hollywood mm. too much. Mm. Um, and then the ending, the Chris Jericho part, 
Because, you know, you see his name right in the front on the credits. Yeah. And the whole movie goes through, and I'm like, I totally forgot he was listed. And then it goes to the end credit scenes, and then all of a sudden he's there, and I'm like, oh, God, I forgot about him. And then, like, what you see happen next is, like, oh, like it's it's over-the-top insane. Mm. But this movie's got some severe, like, crazy-ass shit going on. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I would say it's like a... Nightmare fuel? Eight and a half, nine. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's there. Okay, yeah, sure. I'm I'm intrigued. I haven't seen either of the Terrifier films, so would I have to watch part one first to get into part two? I would say yeah. There's okay. one to All Hallows Eve. He kind of has a cameo in that. Okay. Um, we watched that the other night. Um, Vanessa and I we've been doing like one horror movie a night. Mm. Some nights we do two or three. Yep. Um, or she'll fall asleep and I'll do two or three. Yeah. Um, but um, we watched that and I think there's a different actor playing it in All Hallows Eve. But this guy who plays it in, in uh, Terrifier and Terrifier 2, he nails it. Mm. He definitely nails it. And they, it's kind of like Mark doing his horror art. Mm. Um, my first artist, Philip, who did Hellion, yeah. great guy, good artist. I don't think he's a horror fan, so I think it kind of showed. Mm-hmm. Mark is a horror guy. He's mm. got his own book, uh, Werewolf with Chainsaw. Yeah. And and he digs horror, and he is all about the horror so he is going to be um beautiful about this and i think this guy embraces being the clown and and there's 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 some wacky stuff going on in this movie so it's definitely um unlike probably anything you've seen before okay i want to draw that clown yeah um yeah i'll I'll definitely uh uh, catch those movies uh pretty soon terrifier too okay nice Terrify is more dark mm-hmm. than Terrify. Terrify 2 is very bright. Okay. So. Gotcha. Okay. Exactly. And I saw that the, uh, I looked at the text. Yeah. You watched Halloween Ends. That's right. That's mm. right. Did you guys see Halloween Ends? Uh, no. Nah. I've heard I've heard more negative reception toward that film. Same, same here. I will say this. I mean, I don't, I don't want to give any spoilers away. Um, they really did justice to Lori's story. Like, they gave her a good ending. Hmm. I, I appreciate the ending they gave Laurie Strode. Okay. Um, Michael, I feel, kind of got gypped. Um, hmm. And we'll just leave it at that. It was it was a good movie. It could have been better. Like, when I watched Halloween Kills, and I have the extended version. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are a couple things that were different. Like, at the, at the gang scene when they're beating him up. With the baseball bat, well, he takes the bat, and he, um, Michael Anthony Hall, yeah, he he hits him with it, but I guess the bat breaks. He takes it in the extended cut, and he jams it like you're assuming in his heart, mm-hmm. like he makes a spear up, which was kind of cool, which wasn't in the movie ending, and then it, the when he kills the daughter, mm-hmm. um, Laurie's calling the daughter, and I guess the phone answers. And the daughter's dead, and all he, she hears is breathing, and she's like, I'm coming for you, Michael. Mm-hmm. And then when Halloween ends starts, I'm like, what the hell movie? Are we in the right theater? Because mm. it was like... Now, I know those were part of the extended scene, mm-hmm. but even still, it's like four years later, and it's like you're... like It would be like you were doing a Codex Prime thing, and it was like 
four other people that nobody even knew were doing it. Mm. It's like, what's going on? So it was kind of, that kind of hurt. And you can see it by, I forgot that I even saw it. It Mm -hmm. was, it was all right. They way could have done better. Okay. So it's like, you think it's going to be here and it's like way the hell over there. Mm. Gotcha. Yes. All right. So like not, not, not quite the ending uh, that you expected. No, it was, it was disappointing. Like I said, I was, Mm. I was happy for Lori's ending. Good ending. It, it did her story justice. Michael, I think kind of, it didn't. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So pull the old, the old Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say uh, Star Wars, but okay. <laughs> oh yeah, Rise of Skywalker. That movie depresses me so much. I haven't watched it since. Me neither. I'm Don't okay plan to. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And I. Well, you're planning to watch the prequel trilogies all over again. <laughs> uh, Research purposes. Uh, I, I'm good. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. Uh, oh, looking at the comments here, um, Eric Douglas says, "See, this is why I would love to see Jason and Michael Myers fight." Hmm, that'd be interesting. I think that we they would fight in this to a stalemate because they're more or less like the same. Yeah, they're exactly the same. Yeah. I would probably rather see them in a foot in a foot race, but then again, that's a stalemate as well. <laughs> well, it depends. If you use if you use Rob Zombie's J- uh, Michael Myers, mm. he would win. I mean, that's like I know people dits on the Rob Zombie Halloween. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was just like John Carpenter in the 70s mm-hmm. and it was Rob Zombie now. And mm-hmm. in the 70s, things were slower paced. Yep. People were like just that was just the way it was. Mm-hmm. And the, the slow methodical Rob Zombie in 2000 like road rage just drive on any highway and it's mm-hmm. like you see the insanity mm-hmm. and and so it kind of like he just reimagined it. I mean, the second one is is forget it, mm. but this this first one is kind of I liked it. I thought it was good. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So I think if you used Jason against Rob Zombie's Michael, Michael would win the foot race. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, and uh, and also uh, speaking of movies, I know you guys both saw Black Adam. Definitely did. Um, What's the uh, verdict? I thought it was okay. It was entertaining. I enjoyed the fight scenes. Um, the Rock was just way too stoic, and I'm sure that's. I'm not too familiar with the uh, Black Adam as a character. I feel like in animation, and you know, in certain pictures that I've seen him in, he seems like there was more personality to him, but he was just. Yeah, very. Fun. He was just very, very stoic. Black Adam's a prick. He's he's violent. He's like he's almost like Doctor Doom. Like this is my country, and I am going to protect my country. I am going to protect my people, whether they like it or not. And don't come in my country. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how Black Adam is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I get the stoic. He's he's not supposed to be likable. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but, and then, the, yeah, and the storyline was just like, um, okay. It just didn't really feel like it's just, I don't know. It just didn't quite. Luther Vandross's Jerry Curl just didn't quite. <laughs> didn't quite curl, curl all the way. Just right. Just couldn't, couldn't get there with me. Mm. I liked it. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good superhero movie. There were things that, 
we're missing. Um, I thought the Justice Society at four seemed like it, I don't know. It seemed like it. It seemed like there was. It should have been a fifth person. Mm. It seemed like it was missing. Did we really need Adam Smasher though? He was the heavy hitter. They needed a heavy hitter. They said okay. you got to get one. I think mm. what we needed was. I think Adam Smasher and Cyclone didn't quite get a, a lot of development. They kind of no. they got a little. They could have probably gotten a little bit more. Um, I I felt the 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 development was kind of off a little. Okay, I can um, agree with that. But and Hawkman as, as I'm wearing a Hawkman T-shirt under here. Um, as as a Hawkman fan, I mean, the, he's he's a violent character, and and he's preaching to Black Adam about well we we take prisoners, and Black Adam's like I'm not taking any prisoners, and Hawkman keeps saying well we do, and 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 it just seemed like you had two of the same characters kind of mm-hmm. going at it, and it was kind of like it was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there was definitely. Sometimes the people that are writing these scripts don't know the characters. Oh, absolutely. And and I think sometimes they, it shows. Yeah, and I think this was the case. And and we were ta- Carl and I were talking. I mean, yeah, Carl and I were talking about this before. Um, my biggest concern about the movie was I don't want the Rock to be the Rock. I want him to be Black Adam. And I felt like in the movie they wrote they wrote him well. They wrote him to be Black Adam. There was none of the people's eyebrow and all this crap that the rock does but unfortunately and i mean and i mean this in the highest regard the rock is like larger than life mm-hmm. he is you just can't look at him and be like oh that's just some dude acting he's the rock and like you're always going to see him as the rock mm-hmm. so yeah. it was like even though he was black adam and they wrote him to be black adam you're still like waiting for it it's like he's the rock he's the rock and Mm -hmm. and that's the only thing i think that was kind of like he was a great choice for it but he's the rock Mm -hmm. and it's tough to get it's like i don't know you guys probably you guys are younger but when the brady bunch was out the kid who played greg could never get another job because everyone's like every time I see it, you're Greg Brady, you're yeah. Greg Brady, you're Greg Brady, you're Peter uh, Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, yeah, he's typecasted. Oh yeah. yeah, and The Rock is just he is just so such a person persona, such a personality, mm-hmm. and that's credit to him. I mean, he he is like he is what he is, and it that's gonna that made that tough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's interesting because um, I from what I from the from what I've seen in the trailers and some of the reviews I've read, it, it sounded like The Rock wanted to like was almost cast against type. Like he wanted to do something different than his usual like mugging to the camera, you know, being the charismatic, you yep. know, presence that we expect him to be. So um, I I, I kind of see what you're saying. I can see I can see see what, what you, with what you're saying where the criticism from what I've read online is where it's like it's a case where you have a a star, a mega star who's too big for that role but you needed someone else who was like more more down to earth you know someone who doesn't have that like superstar allure to them so they can like so you can be more invested in the character right yeah yeah yeah, very very well said Mm, indeed uh how was pierce brosnan's dr fate i heard he was like the one of the best elements of the movie yeah i i would definitely say that okay you know it's him and him and hawkman had a a very good rapport Mm -hmm. um going back and forth but it was almost like 
they were talking about their history, but it was still a mystery because they were just making references, but nothing really. Like you didn't, like they don't talk about Hawkman being reincarnated multiple times, mm. which, you know, yep. the back and the forth. So there was there was like a lot of shortcomings for the development. But oh, yeah. he was, Pierce Brosnan was very calm, very level, um, very enjoyable. Mm. So nice. Yep. Yeah, and um, and I heard that there was a uh, a certain uh, returning character in the uh, mid credits or end cre- post credits. Yeah, mid credits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Um, what I'm also curious about too, um, going beyond Black Adam, is uh, what do you guys think about the big news that James Gunn is going to be the the new co head of DC Films moving forward? I'm interested. I'm intrigued because DC needed that. Mm-hmm. They needed a Kevin Feige. Yeah. And that's why they really couldn't get it together all these all these years. Yeah, I'm trying to look up the it was it's James Gunn and another and, person. And another person, yeah. It's just James Gunn's the bigger name. He's the bigger name. Yeah, uh let's see. Um James Gunn and Peter Safran, he's a, a producer. Uh, so they're going to lead the film, TV and animation divisions of DC. Oh. Okay, which is which is good cuz um hopefully they'll have like a consistent vision uh, moving forward. Yeah, but forward. I think they should leave, they should have kept Bruce Tim at DC Animation. Mm. Yeah, Bruce, yeah, I know DC Animation has been con- very consistent with their yes. quality. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. more consistent. So it's like, all right, leave Bruce, listen, Bruce Tim handles animation, he'll answer to James Gunn and him. Yeah, that, yeah, that would work. So let me ask you guys your opinion on this though. Okay. So I know some people who watch the Marvel movies love the continuity of, of having all the movies intertwined mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then some people who watch the DC movies enjoy the individual like you don't have to get caught doing like the crossovers yeah what do you guys prefer um, for me I'd prefer um, I prefer like individual stories like I, I, I prefer like two avenues like one where you can have a shared universe but it doesn't necessarily have to like build towards like a big climactic showdown um, like it'd be interesting like you, you can just have like a shared universe where they can like make clever references and maybe a little cameo appearances here and there that's but what to, I like yes I agree yeah, but to like interconnect every last thing that's, that's where it gets a little wearying um, whereas um, with so that's why so that's why I do prefer DC's like creative direction in that respect um, while, whereas I do respect Marvel's consistency in their in their shared universe although like uh, with phase four you do you, you are starting to see the crack show a little bit yeah um, I like both. I'm that. I've always been that type of fan, uh, fence sitter. But I, yeah, because with DC characters, you can do a lot more than what you can do with Marvel, especially with Marvel being under the, the um, Disney umbrella. Yeah. I I became a fan of the shared universe. Like I just, oh, I'm always a fan of Easter eggs. I always like to see what's coming next. How the I always been a fan of putting those pieces together. Yeah. Whereas like DC, it was like, all right, it's cool that we can you can get like their shared universe but then you can also do that everybody can kind of do their own thing yeah whereas in marvel in certain aspects have done that too with like the marvel netflix series like mm-hmm. even though they're in the shared universe they do have they are like their own thing and also like with uh ages of shield did and what they attempted to do with the um journey into fear titles like hellstrom and what was supposed to be ghost rider and yeah so forth so it's like all right i i like what they're doing i like that they're doing their own thing 
Yeah. Instead of when DC was like trying too hard mm-hmm. to have a shared universe and it showed that they were trying too hard, but yet they just couldn't do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's that's a good point. And also too, like with with DC, um, I like how they have that the, the mainline DCEU, but they also have like smaller filmmaker driven like continuities like the batman with robert pattinson that's right. going to be like its own self-contained thing you have joaquin phoenix's joker that's its own self-contained thing yeah. what do you think about that crap i'm hearing about the joker 2 joker 2 you know i'm intrigued um, musical oh. I, i'm intrigued like, why not uh, I, I, you gotta sometimes you just gotta lady gaga as harley quinn i'm there you you just kind of gotta see it through uh yeah, yeah. I, I'm going in with low expectations on that one. <laughs> you and I like the Joker. I like the. I thought that was a special kind of crazy. Mm. But I, I, I don't. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know how a music like I. I don't know. We'll just leave it at that. I don't know. You kind of got to give it a chance because we as fans have been proven wrong many of times. Yeah. And we as fans have been proven right many times, like <laughs> Birds of Prey sucking big ones. Fives. Listen, listen, watch. <laughs> I'm, 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 listen, first of all, we will not have Birds of Prey slander on this podcast. It sucks. And number two, 2030 will be the 10 year anniversary of that film. In 2030, people will reevaluate Birds of Prey and respect it for the cult classic that it is. You're talking right? about the TV show? No, I'm, I'm talking about the 2020 film, all right? I mean, there, there are plenty of cult classics that, you know, when they came out, you know, people didn't think much of them. But then decades later, people were like, hey, that was a good film. I, I would say Birds of Prey is the 21st century's version of Streets of Fire up by Walter Hill, okay? You know when he gets excited, he talks fast? <laughs> when, he gets, when, he gets, when he gets excited, he talks fast. When he's wrong, he stutters. I don't stutter. Yes, so, you do. You were. So let me, tell, let me give you a little Streets of Fire. Yeah. That's the one with um, who's in that? Uh, Willem Dafoe, Diane Lane. Okay, so yeah. short, short. Uh, Rick Moranis. Short, short brief to uh, Liner. Yep. The Fix have a song deeper and deeper at the end. It's the last song of the album yep. on the f- credit scenes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, that's the same album as Liner. So just a okay. little to do that. You brought that up. Sorry. Oh, nice. I had to get him off his <laughs> speed. So him down a little bit. Speed, <laughs> speed talk. I mean... I mean, listen, see, see, John, John Hipponic knows the truth. John Hipponic says, Birds of Prey was a fun movie. It felt like a comic book and it took itself seriously just enough. It knew what it was and wanted to be. This is coming from the guy who actually loves David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Look, 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 we all, listen, we all make mistakes here and there. John Hipponic, like. Look. Oh, oh, when he's on your side, he just makes a mistake. But when he's against you, he's just inc- he loses all credibility. Listen, I don't know what you're talking about, but listen. Um, see, see, see. John Aponic knows see? the truth. See the stutter. I know. And, <laughs> and, and, and watch the year 2030, the 10 year anniversary of Birds of Prey is going to be respected as a cult classic. Uh, well, it's documented. It is documented. We shall see. Mark he said Mark. that in episode 300. Too. He did. Y- yes, he did. And everybody in the audience looked at him like he was crazy. Listen, listen. I I established I used maths on this show, right? That Birds of Prey is better than fifty seven percent of the MCU uh, output, which is completely wrong. But go ahead. Listen, it's it, it's better than the Iron Man sequels. It's better than both Ant Man films. It's better than Not both Do- Doctor oh, Strange I like, films. I listen. I like Ant Man and I like the Doctor Strange. Birds of Prey is nowhere near those. No, no. I'll agree with you on on. on I can't. Even, I mean, I don't even like the Iron Man sequels, but I mean, they're all like. 
below below water. I mean, yeah, below par. Yeah, mediocre. Yeah, yeah, better than Eternals. Um, I feel like Phase Four was just like they were reaching, they were trying to like, because it just seems like there's no. It seems so convoluted. They're they're like all over the place. Yeah, Phase Four there was like a sort of like a lack of focus. Um, I I felt like on the one hand, I guess. They were trying to do like some self-contained stories, not really building towards like a big, big bad, uh, which which kind of felt refreshing. But then Loki confirmed that, oh, no, we are building towards a big bad. We're building towards uh, Kang the Conqueror. And so it kind of made the other phase four film seem more unfocused because it was like there was no hint of that. So so I have a thought and I mean, I, I could be wrong, but this is just a thought mm-hmm. because phase four seems so out of whack. Right. And I know it, it seemed like for the longest time, Black Panther 2 was kind of like no one was really talking about it. And now all of a sudden it's, it's, it's out there. It's in our face. We're seeing um, more and more clips. We see the funeral ceremony. For You've seen it, right? Um, I've only seen the first trailer. Well, the, okay. Well, there's, there's a trailer. There's a Chadwick Bosman um, um, mural. Yeah. Yep. So you're, it's confirmed that. Yeah. He, yeah. So I hope... I mean, if maybe in explaining his death, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that he died a true hero's death mm-hmm. against a big baddie, and maybe that's the introduction mm-hmm. to the big baddie. That would be a good thing. Mm. I'm actually comparing Phase Four to Phase One, where it's just like, all right, we got we got the ending of some well-known characters, and they're just. Yeah. They're introducing new characters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where it's like, all right, but we do have something. We do have something. We have a bigger picture. Yeah. We're just gotta, we just got to get there. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just one of those situations where you just kind of have to trust the process. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. I know that um, Phase 5 is going to lean more into the uh, King to Conquer with Quantumania. Yeah. The third Ant-Man film coming out. Um, and then I, I know season two of Loki's coming out too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's just it, it's a slow it's a slow build, you yeah. know. And then some of the some of the um, what was it phase six phase seven films have been delayed. Oh yeah, I know Blade. They're looking for a new director. The original one dropped out recently. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey. yeah. With Blade, um, I'm still skeptical about a PG thirteen version of Blade. But we'll we'll see how it how it turns out. I mean, Mahershal Ali is a great actor, so, yeah, so the, I mean, he can, good casting. He, he he's working up he's working his up he's working up there to like the legends, you know. Yeah, but um, PG thirteen Blade, um, jury's still out on that one. Yeah, yeah. When we're we're doing our Halloween movies through October, our horror movies. Yeah. Vanessa's scrolling through Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime, and mm-hmm. she's like, "How about this one?" I'm like, "PG thirteen pass." <laughs> PG thirteen pass. PG thirteen pass. Horror movies you can't have PG thirteen. No, Give no. me a break. That was like a big nineties thing. Take your PG PG thirteen movies and, and uh, like Final Destination. <laughs> rubbish. Oh, yeah. Was that PG thirteen? I think it was R. Yeah. I mean that just you know I mean I'm still freaking traumatized by a, a Orphan Annie. Log truck a log truck. 
Oh yeah, driving behind a log truck. Yeah. <laughs> How many times, I will not do it. How many times you see memes and it's like it's got like eight cars in one lane and then there's a truck and it's like, yeah, the people in the left lane saw final. We know, yep, <laughs> they know, they know. As a matter of fact, I told I told this story to Vic before where we was, you know, I was driving my clients around and then one just pulled up and I pulled over and I was like, nope, <laughs> nope, we can give this a few minutes. Let a couple of you know, couple of cars in front of me. Let them take one for the team. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I know these people. Probably the meanest thing to say, but <laughs> listen, I. I mean, I mean, also too, Carl. I mean, you're afraid of saying Candyman five times. In you damn life. straight. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, but you're you're Can- sick. Candyman's fictional. He he can't hurt you. I don't care. Candyman. It's not happening. Candyman. Ain't no ain't no mirrors in Rome. Let's see, this is a reflective surface. That no, no, no. The original set of mirror. Candyman, 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 Candyman. See, did you read the story? Uh, oh, the actual. No, I didn't. Clive Barker, my favorite author. It's a good story. Takes place in England, so being in Chicago is kind of, you know, a little. It's weird. Chicago violent. So. Oh, I know. So hey. So. I wish we could have interviewed him last year. Who? Tony Todd. Tony Todd is oh, an yeah. amazing. I met him. He mm. is amazing. And I had talked to him because he plays Curran on um, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he played um, he played Candyman. Um, he's been in all sorts of stuff. Um, and I told him, I said, one of my favorite things he'd ever done was in Deep Space Nine when he played an older Jake Sisko. And it, his dad, it's, it was a freak accident. His dad died, and Jake becomes a scientist trying to save his dad. Mm. Right. And what happens is um, one of the characters, Garrick, his, in real life, it's Andrew Robinson, mm-hmm. who was in the original Hellraiser. His daughter gets the role to interview Jake Sisko in the thing. So Tony was telling me about it, and at the time he had um, was going through a rough time, and he was going to give up acting, mm-hmm. he had said. And... Um, I guess the woman that raised him, because I guess his family parents were gone. Yeah. The woman who raised him, I don't know if it was his grandmother or not, had told him he he really needed to take that script. That that would be, that would be it. And he said that changed his whole acting career. Mm. And he's like, every time he sees that, he always thinks because the woman's now dead. Yeah. Like how much he always feels that woman because of that scene. So that was really mm. kind of cool. He's a great, I mean, great, great guy. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Have you thought, have you checked out the new Hellraiser? Yeah, it was too clean. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it was too clean. Hmm. Like you got these Cenobites and they're like clean. It's like you guys are like hell's freaking angels, hell's angels, or whatever hmm. you want to call yourselves. But it's like you're clean. You're supposed to be dirty and dark, and hmm. they look like a they look like an action figure taken out of a pack. Hmm. Like really, I'm kind of I was kind of like it was a right. I'm like. Eh. Yeah. Was it still R-rated though? Yeah, it was about addiction. They changed it to addiction. Hmm. It was just, it left me. Didn't do it for you? No, hmm. no. Nope. Yeah. Not even a wiggle. No. So, <laughs> I did you guys see Predator? Prey? Yes, I saw. I Prey. started it, never finished it. Prey is amazing. I was I was really enjoying it, and then like I ended up getting like sidetracked with something. Yeah, like, hmm. yeah it was a good flick. I I yeah. just I tend to um. Sometimes there's like things that just stick out. I felt like in Alien versus Predator, mm-hmm. the the female hero, yeah, like I felt like 
she was organic. Mm-hmm. In Prey, I felt they were cramming her down our throats. Really? Like, I felt the character was like, yeah, because the, the boys were all like bullies and jerks and stuff like that. You didn't like them. Mm-hmm. They, it was just, it was try hard. I mean, it was a good movie. I thought The Predator was good. I mean, it was, she was smart. I just felt she was forced. Mm-hmm. Getting back to Halloween, we'll, we'll say the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's like a second story in Halloween Ends. Yeah. And it's rushed. And the love scene is rushed yeah. way too much. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt like. Sometimes I feel like when you're getting something forced on you, mm-hmm. it's too much. And I thought and pray it was it was it wasn't organic. The girl in in Alien vs. Predator, that was organic. I, mm-hmm. I liked the way she developed and everything developed with it. Mm-hmm. In Prey I felt it was just like here she is, deal with it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I felt the complete opposite, you know. Because I and plus, I, I really liked the setting. I, I, I think that that made the, the setting was good. Yeah, yeah. It, made, it made the predator like uh, fresh again, like just taking it back in time. So yep. it kind of makes you think of like other scenarios where you can place the predator, like maybe predator versus samurai, predator versus That's African warriors, predator versus like medieval knights. That could be pretty cool. Did too. you see? Did you see Predators? Predator, yes. Yep. With Adrian Brody. Yeah. Yeah. When the samurai in the sword, the sword fight. Yeah. The, well, I don't know. He wasn't a samurai, but that yeah. sword fight was in the woods was incredible. That was I, cool. I love that. Yeah. That was a that was a cool yeah, scene. Brody and um, Sterling K. Brown, right? Uh, no. Was he in that one? No. I think Mahershala Ali was in that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was a cool scene. Yeah. Yeah. The the predator was not very good though. Yeah, that was that was again that was a try hard. That was yeah. like like don't like I feel like movies they're trying to to just be politically correct to get people to go see it, and it's like just make your movie. Don't try to do something; just do it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like we're gonna make the predator like go after a kid. I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, the kid's gonna save the day. Okay is is that where is that where you got the idea for a predator versus Kevin McAllister? No, that was a legit TikTok video. Yeah, because Predator would obviously win. All he has to do is like use a shoulder cannon and blow up his house, and and then so Kevin, he'll be with, he'll waste his time for setting up all those traps. Twenty four hour all, prep time. It doesn't matter. He is a sick fuck. So Kevin McAllister is gonna protect is gonna protect his own house from a shoulder cannon from the Predator. <laughs> Boom. Twenty four hour prep. You wasted all that time setting up traps, and Predator could just stand right outside. All right, blow so up the house. So and call I'm gonna it a day. I'm gonna segue your Predator thing into Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, 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 no. This, is, this won't ruin anything. Okay. Yeah. There. Okay, so you got to go in blind, which someone told me. Yes. If you're going to go see, you got to go in blind. So I went in blind. I yeah. watched the movie, and it. I'm going to use Walking Dead as a as a, a, a talking point. Yeah. I I understand movies. I understand like you can suspend. There are certain things I can suspend. Like when I watch The Walking Dead, it's about zombies. Yeah. Okay. I get it. It's about zombies. I can accept that that's the premise. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about this before, but that when they tried to tell me Glenn fit under a dumpster, I'm like, that's <laughs> just bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in Barbarian, so the second part mm-hmm. with the kid from Jeepers Creepers, yeah, that's all bullshit. Like, <laughs> how, how does... How does... Yeah. Should I get my fit? Yeah. Hmm. How does how does he buy a house mm-hmm. without knowing? Like she found that door in like three seconds. Mm-hmm. Like how did it how did it pass inspection? Like like mm. I'm like oh my god! <laughs> it's like it's like a quiet place where she gets oh, pregnant yeah. after 
400 days. Really? You're walking around being all quiet, but yet you're going to have sex and have a kid? That makes sense. You deserve oh. to die. Oh, oh, oh! speaking of Quiet Place, have you seen part two? No. I, after the first one, I was so pissed off at them. I'm like, <laughs> oh. screw them. I, I watched part two, and I and I and all, all I all I could think was like, oh, man, Jim would hate this movie. He would point out all of the logical inconsistencies here. It was more of it in the sequel. <sighs> Although, like, like if you if it's like it's one of those movies movies where if you ignore that that huge logistical cloud, you can enjoy the movies for for the thrill rides that they are. Yep. But if you let that get in the way, then oh, you just you just see the flaws. You, like you, it's like um seeing like a, a thread and you unspool it and the whole sweater comes apart. Yep. Part two is like that if oh. you think of it that way. Yeah. John Krasinski did that one too. Yeah, he directed that. But, the uh, second one. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a good movie. Like I enjoyed both films, but like yeah, I agree with you with the whole monsters and the sound thing. Like they kind of they kind of played around a little uh, with it, with that concept a little bit more in the se- in the sequel. I was like, hmm, okay, I, I, I there, there's something there. But then when you think about it for like more than like five seconds, it's like still uh, I, I like you could you could tweak that you could you can improve that premise to make it more sensible because it's like well you know. If your body makes noises, like you know, your stomach growling, your stomach yeah. growls. Does that? Mean I mean, you're he dead? farts all the time when we're on the air. Just so you guys know that he's I always, don't, he's always but passing. At home, it's a wrap. <laughs> you know, so it's like you know, does a does a monster come after you if you're if you like, you know, if you if if you if your sounds like above a fart? I don't know. It's but yeah, but yeah, like if you ignore that that huge logistical elephant in the room, then you can have a good time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, and uh, oh, Chris uh, Stewart. Stewart says that till this day, I'm not saying his name, Candyman in the he's mirror. A freak. He's a, he's smart. He's he's is fictional, Carl. He's smart. He can't hurt you. He's smart. It, so I have a Hellraiser box. Would you play with that? <laughs> I have eternity to know your flesh. God, you just uh, the way you do when you just talk like that. I swear, <laughs> you, you, there's a family in your basement. It's all right. They're well fed. See. <laughs> I'm telling you, that could be a script. It could. I guess that could be a script. I got some ideas. I'm always coming up with stuff. The people in Victor's basement. Oh, <laughs> you got to come up with a better name than that. Oh, the, the, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking some. The yeah. family. Yeah, could be like a strange thing about the Johnsons type deal. <laughs> That's why he advertises the hot sauce so much <laughs> and the body pots. This is why. That's why they ghosted you. They probably heard that three hundred and they're like, "Oh my god, you <laughs> sick bastard!" <laughs> yeah, we want nothing to do with this guy. <laughs> Victor, who? <laughs> I thought I- you were on a roll. I thought you were drunk. <laughs> Like I like I said, I just do the weird plugs to weird out Carl. That's just that's just my own. He personal, succeeds. It's my own he personal. Succeeds. It worked in that room that night. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, Chuck and Brad, they got it. They took. They flipped that on you, and I they was did. like, wow. <laughs> I made you feel like such a. I was. I made you such the villain that night. You did. It was great. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you did because I went home that night. I was just like, Vic probably hates me right now. <laughs> uh so good uh yeah um so you know other stuff uh movies and whatnot um i gotta well um have you watched the jeffy Dahmer show on netflix no we have, that's on our to-do list 
Everyone's told me it's it's like it's really really good. Yeah. Like I've gotten to many debates about this show. Like people refuse to watch it. I know the victims of the family refuse to watch it, which you know I can understand. They don't want to relive that trauma. Yeah. They don't. You know they feel like Netflix is um, glorifying glorifying it, but they're really not. Like you actually. And kudos to Evan Peters. Like all I've ever see, really seen him in was uh, the Never Back Down movies and um, the X Men movies. This actually shows his range as a character, uh, as an actor, excuse me. And the way, like, he portrays Dahmer, like, you actually hate him. Rightfully so. You hate him. And then they're not glorifying him at all. You, they're just simple. they're telling the story very accurately. So, and you can actually see, like, well, the trial scene where... They had like the people testifying. I mean, these actors and these actors look just like them. They said the exact same, uh, like the same dialogue from the trials and everything. And it just like nails it. And then, spoiler alert: Jeffrey Dahmer dies. If you've been living under a rock, if you've been living under a rock with the so funny, funny that you guys did that. I did that years ago when Straight Outta Compton came out, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Yo, spo-. I didn't even see it yet." I'm like, "Spoiler alert: Easy E dies," and somebody really got pissed off at me saying, <laughs> "I can't believe you would just do that." I'm like, "Easy's been dead since '95." It, it's based on a re- real <laughs> people. true story. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Everybody who's going to see this movie already knows that," mm-hmm. <laughs> but like even. The death scene, you're just like, you feel justified by it. Like, he feel like he was justified by it. And then, um, yeah, I, like, I, watch it. You and Vanessa would definitely enjoy it. It's just kind of messed up. Like, people are, like, dressing up as Jeffrey Dahmer oh, for, yeah. Hall- you know, for mm-hmm. Halloween and stuff. And then, like... Making a couple, you know, I, I'm I've been heavy on TikTok lately, so it's like you, people have been making using scenes from the move from the show to make uh make TikToks, which I'll admit some are clever and funny, but it's like all right, yeah, like let's not go too crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely watch it. Did Did you guys watch? I and mean, this is late. I know it's been out for a while. Sandman. Sandman. I watched the first two episodes. I it, it it's good, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like it was like one, two, three, four, and then it kind of comes down. The fourth episode is 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 awesome. It, it's a like wild ride. Um, okay. So that one, if if you only get to episode four, you'll be okay. I mean, if you're not gonna go back and watch, just watch up to four. Okay. Um, definitely cool. Nice. But some of my uh, comic book hunts that I did find, uh, well, Mar- uh, DC put out a facsimile of uh, Marvel Family Number One, which I believe is the uh, first, the first appearance of uh, Black Adam. Just you know, celebrate the movie coming yep. out. Um, I end up finding uh, the New Mutants Annual Number Two, which is the first appearance of Psylocke. Okay. Oh, that's a good one, Dev. Yeah. yeah. Good character. Um. Daredevil 176, which is the first appearance of Stick, who I don't remember the actor who played oh, him. In Scott Glenn. The, Scott Glenn, yes. Yeah. Okay. And then I've been actually been trying to find this uh, Punisher Max 
uh, trade for the longest time now, and um, it's Punisher Max Kingpin, and this is a, and this has the flashback of when um, the debut of a character named Big Lucky, and while Kingpin was locked up. Oh, it's actually the best like revenge story. You're actually on the page right there. Oh Lord, where oh, Kingpin Lord. gets uh, our word in jail. Mm-hmm. So. He finds Big Lucky's wife, pays crackheads and drug addicts in with drugs mm-hmm. to rape his wife. He takes pictures, sends it to Big Lucky. Big Lucky kills two guards, breaks out of the breaks out of prison to find him, and then Kingpin kind of brutally murders him. Mm. He did say spoiler. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, it's old, so it's, I know. it's just easy. But honestly, I actually want you. I actually have a friend who was like, I was like, you like a good revenge story, right? Yeah. Read this. And he's like, that's good. Jason Aaron's a great writer. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So, and then I kind of forgot some. <laughs> I forgot one that I wanted to review. It's called Damn Them All, uh, published by uh, Boom Studios, written by uh, Simon Spurrier, and uh, the art is by Charlie Adler of uh, Walking Dead fame. Yep. So it follows the story of uh, Ellie, quote, bloody L. Hawthorne, who's a ocul- uh, occultist for hire, and after the death of her occult uh, detective uncle, uh, the 72 devils of the Ars Goet, Gosha, Gesha, excuse me for uh, butchering that. Mm-hmm. They're freed, and it's up to Ellie to damn them all back to hell by any means necessary. Okay. That's so the first issue came out, and I'm like, okay, this ain't too bad. You know? mm-hmm. hmm. Okay. Nice. Uh, Jim's looking up something on his phone. No, I was just, um, he's talking about comics. I would have brought one um Going to a concert on Saturday night for my birthday, Vanessa got me tickets to see Joe Satriani. Mm-hmm. He's a guitar player, no singing. Um, and a few years back, Joe did an album called Crystal Planet. Mm-hmm. And Joe also is an artist, and he wrote a comic book. So yeah. it's like I get, there's there's uh, the regular cover and then the two variants. And it's like, very rarely will I buy all three, but I've been getting them. And the last issue um, was like the Statue of Liberty hold. One of the variants was the Statue of Liberty holding a guitar, and it is mm-hmm. such an amazing. I put it on my Instagram page. It's such an amazing picture. Mm-hmm. It's like the best cover, and um, I'm just like, wow. And that's like one of my favorite reads right now. Nice, so. awesome. You know, Horace. <laughs> well, I do. Uh, you know, the, there's a book called Horror Comics, mm-hmm. and um, it comes out. It's weird. It came out like the last. Three issues came out together in one week, and then another one's coming out this week. And I'm like, really? Four in two weeks? You're like killing me. Mm. Usually I like to spread it out. Um, Catwoman's still a favorite. They got two new Batmans coming out, um, and they're both uh, Joker-type stories. Okay. Um, one of them is called... Where is it? No. Nope, that's not it either. Looking at as I'm looking, I'm yeah, getting, I'm looking at I'm looking for that old. picture of um, the Statue of Liberty. It's okay. it's um 
the Joker who laughs. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, and it's not the the Joker who. Hold on, I got it right here. <laughs> How long ago did you post that picture? It might have been in um, the other one, my second account. Oh, okay. I have two. It's Batman and Joker, the Deadly Duo. Okay. And that's issue one's coming out, and then the other one is the Joker who stopped laughing. Hmm. And um, they're both. Uh, um, I'm looking forward to both of them. And hopefully they don't disappoint. All right, I'm getting it right now, Carl. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's just like wild, you know? Oh, okay. The Crystal so, Planet. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to go see him in Boston. And I, as a matter of fact, tomorrow night I'm going to go see Steve Vai. And it's like a week of guitars. Okay. I got Steve Vai, who used to play for David Lee Roth oh. and Frank Zappa mm. and White Snake. Um, and he's going to be at the Strand okay, in Providence, which I haven't seen a show in the Strand since the first time I saw my favorite singer, Fish, back in before my kids were born. Jeez, oh, wow. I haven't been to the Strand since oh, the last concert I've been to. Oh, man. At the Strand? Was it Snoop? Hmm. Victor's like, what's a concert? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a, a, a couple. What was the last concert you've been to? Uh, the Wiggles. I, I was at the. You remember? Remember? Like over fifteen years ago, there was this band. I think they were called OK Go. They had a, a music video where they were singing, and they were on treadmills. You remember that? Remember that no. video? Yeah. Well, that was that was the last concert I was. At. Well, yeah, it was a concert. Like they were performing at the Strand. Yeah, 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 and I was just there with um, on some random date one day, and yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I totally, totally forgot about it until this moment. <laughs> so, so you guys want to hear a great concert story? Yeah. So this year we're getting, you know, because concerts have been gone. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we're going to about 10, 10, 11 of them. So I had um, got tickets to see Iron Maiden on the Monday of my vacation, mm-hmm. and Judas Priest was playing. In Fen- at Fenway at the new MGM place on, yeah. on Sunday. So I'm like, well, I can't do both back to back. I'm like, that's just, you know, I'm, I'm getting up there in Asia and to go to Boston and then go to Worcester. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Then I um, had seen, I got a thing from uh, Ticketmaster that they were going to be at Mohegan Sun. So I'm like, on Wednesday, I'm like, so I go and I see Mohegan Sun. So I order the tickets. I'm all excited. So I got Judas Priest. I had I had uh, my signing in Salem on Sunday. It was Maiden Day off Priest. So I'm I'm like, all right, we're going to see the Priest. You know, it's going to be a good vacation. See Maiden. Well, a couple weeks, like a week before, on I get a message from Ticketmaster saying, check your tickets, mm-hmm. make sure everything's right. So I look at the Iron Maiden. I'm like, Iron Maiden, DCU Center. You know, the seventeenth. All right. So two days later, which is right, because two days later was Judas Priest. So two days later after that email, I get one. Check your email. So I check my you know my tickets. Judas Priest, 50 Years of Heavy Metal, Mohegan Sun, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no. shit. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then it's like I had insurance on the ticket, so I'm like, oh, let me see if I can uh, – do it and then it's like the insurance is like if you do any like if you claim insurance mm-hmm. they want proof 
they want like if you said you had to work they want a letter from your employer if you're if you're out of um if your car breaks down they want the bill mm-hmm. so i'm like well that's not gonna help so then i called them and they said well see if Ticketmaster will give you a refund so i tried to reach out to Ticketmaster, and they're like they're not doing refunds so i'm like i'm like oh man this blows so then i'm like oh we're on vacation and like vanessa you know likes road trips so i'm like road trip <laughs> so, so we went to wilkesbury scranton to see the concert and then vanessa's like well while we're here do you love me uh-oh and i'm like why and she's like do you i'm like yeah and she's like well scranton's the home of the tv show the, the office, office. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and i'm like well you know i'm not really a big fan of that so we went to scranton and we um that that, that statue i don't know if you yeah. saw it on facebook there's like there's a real statue bigger than me in their city hall so we got a picture of that um we went to cooper's restaurant and and you go in there and it's like you guys would love it there's like shit everywhere there's like a wall just of all toothbrushes and toothpaste there's a a whole panel like like transformers Mm. you go into the men's room and the beatles are singing to you (laughs) and it's like they've got a video and there are pictures everywhere Mm. i'm like holy crap and then the ladies room i guess uh, vanessa said that one was elvis there's a giant squid on the top i mean the place is just like visually stimulating Mm. and then um we saw the mill where the place was so we got a picture of i took a picture of vanessa with the mill um and uh we saw so the city hall i guess it's the city of electricity i guess that's where electricity the was. electric city yeah. so there's yeah. a big big thing on top of their one building and it, it must light up at night we were yeah. there in the day so we didn't get to see that mm-hmm. yeah um, it's at the beginning credit it's at the the theme song the okay. opening theme to the office and then there's a, a mural someone made a mural of dwight it's 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 enormous so we got pictures so like now my big thing is everywhere we go i'm like you know people do stupid things and they you know like they'll bring like little toys on vacation with them and they take pictures or they'll do one thing so now my big thing is whenever i see a mural or a statue or something i pick its nose Mm -hmm. and i'm like stupid things and this is always like it's like being with a 12 year old i'm like you got it (laughs) yeah now it's like everywhere i go it's like it just continues now so but i got one of me picking dwight's nose and then that the statue i got one of me picking the statues nose. i'm so looking for that right now which one (laughs) the picture of you picking dwight's nose oh it's there I'm on your yeah. I'm on your Instagram right now. Let me see uh, O'Brien's uh, Halloween Kills. Let's see. Oh, that's October twenty, October last might, year. Might have been Facebook. Uh, Vanessa says the giant statue in City Hall was a Dundee Award. Oh snap! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why am I? Yeah, correcting me even online. Nice. <laughs> and on the subject of concerts, John Haponic says that he might go see Taylor Swift. You go see Taylor Swift. Vanessa wants to, Beth- Vanessa wants to go see that. She's. She's going to be getting tickets in Foxborough when they go on sale. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Nice. Okay, yep, I see. <laughs> no, that's not that's that's not the mural. Hang on. Yeah, it was just so it's like I'm struggling there cuz I don't really know anything about the show. I don't watch the show. It's such a good show. Oh, okay, I see the uh Yep. <laughs> yep, she made you yeah, she definitely took it. All right, there's Dwight. <laughs> Isn't that thing huge? Yeah, it is. Okay, yep, you're picking the dirt. <laughs> okay, yep. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where, you know, you got to do something kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> nice. See, now I want to go to Scranton. 
Yo, it was funny. Someone had asked me to buy some. This is really a Mifflin Ave. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that was the first thing we found, and that we just stumbled on. Mm. Was near, right near where we parked. Okay. And of course, it sucked because it was a it was a nice sunny day, mm. but it was windy cold. Ah. Uh. And it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I need it now. I want to go to Scranton. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um as for as for me, um I've watched a, a few new movies uh this uh for the, over like the past few days. Oh, uh first things first, I actually got my order, my 4K steelbook of Top Gun Maverick. Oh, you just made Vanessa jealous. She absolutely loves that movie. She went to go oh, see yeah. it. I, she wants to, she'd keep going to see it if she could. Oh yeah, like Top Gun Maverick is one of my favorite films this year, and man, just like the the insanity that that they pulled off in this film, that they flew those jets and it was all captured in camera. Yeah, yeah, like Tom Cruise, man, salute! Like he is truly a an action film showman. Someone, some I read a review about that movie, and I think it kind of like captured like. Trevor and I will go back and forth about the superhero movies, and I'm like, I'm kind of burnt out with all the superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And someone wrote a review about Maverick, and they said that Top Gun Maverick kind of took back movies from the superhero movies, the Marvel yeah. ones, because it made you invested in the characters. These were characters you cared about, and it was like mm-hmm. you were hanging on them. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, the superhero movies, you know they're not going to die. Yeah. So it was like, you know, and I thought the guy, it was so well written, and I was like, you know. Mm-hmm. What are you laughing at, Giggles? One of the com- one of the comments. Oh, uh, John says I need to watch Moana. Yeah, John keeps telling me that I need to watch Moana. Um, I've he's been at, he's been telling me to watch it for the, like the past five years. I just I said I, I keep saying I'll get around to it, and I never do. But, I mean, he eventually got around to watching Limitless, and he enjoyed it. So yeah, we shall see. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, like it's. It's pure action spectacle. It is the highest grossing movie of 2022 so far. I believe it. I'm not surprised. Yeah. And yeah, man. Yeah, right into the danger zone, man. Danger zone. <laughs> yeah, damn good movie. And and superior to the first film. Um, so yeah, got just got that from Best Buy. Um, I watched four movies in the past uh, few days. Uh, one movie I watched, uh, three, well, three of them are on Netflix. One is uh, the latest adaptation of All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, that's a, a German film. That's a adaptation of the classic uh, 1929 novel. It's about this uh, young man named Paul and his friends. They go off into a fight in World War One in the trenches, no man's land. And it's like kind of like his like coming of age, where like he finds out the horrors of war. Um, and it's it's a it's a it's a remarkable adaptation. Like it's intense. It's um, kind of like it kind of reminds me of Saving Private Ryan in terms of okay. like the like the visceral um, uh, war scenes and the violence that he endures. And and you like you kind of feel it like like when he's like wading through the trenches, um, mud and blood everywhere. And you like you just it, like he just goes through it. Um, definitely a, a remarkable film. It, it's on Netflix. It came out last uh, Thursday, um, and it's directed by Edward Berger. Berger um, uh, Daniel Bruhl makes an appearance in the film too in a supporting role. Uh, definitely check that out. All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, I also watched another cute little stop motion animation film by Henry Selick, uh, director of Coraline and The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's called Wendell and Wild, which stars Key and Peele. Um, 
and uh, and Lyric Ross as the main character. And so it's it's that, that was a really cool stop motion film. Um, uh, uh, Lyric Ross plays this uh, girl named Cat who goes to the, to this. Um, her parents her parents died, and she feels guilty about it. And then, like she's she's sent off to like this uh, this um, almost derelict all girls Catholic school, and uh, she becomes um, some sort of like um, not 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 Hellraiser. It's like Hell something. I forget the I forget her actual title. That but she's able to summon these two demons played by. Key and Peel, and uh, and they and what these demons want to do is they, they want to build like an amusement park like in real life, but um they're tr- but they're on the run from their father from their big demon father played by Ving Rhames. Oh gosh, Ving <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Ben> gets around. <laughs> he does. <laughs> does he does he threaten to get medieval on their asses? Uh no, but okay. uh, but uh but yeah, it, it's a, it's a it's a cute film. Like um the stop motion animation is remarkable. Um, I love the fact that stop motion is still like is still a, 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 an art form that's still around to this day instead of like leaning on CG. Um, I, I, I really I really enjoyed the the vibe of the film. Um, it's dealing with like a lot. It's coming with like a lot of like layered themes at once, like from like prisons, industrial complex to like gentrification to like ghost towns and like you know you know like um, late stage capitalism and how it destro- devastates communities like it, it, it deals with like a lot of stuff at once and it does it so well and, and it, it's a really entertaining film um, might be a little too intense for like young like really young kids but like if you're like 8 or 10 then this will be like right up their alley but Wait, yeah Angela Bassett's in it yep she plays like the nun sister Helen and James Hong yeah, yeah James Hong the legend yeah he plays uh, one of the characters there too so yeah, um, Wendell and Wild, another film on Netflix, definitely a really cool one. Um, yeah, so it's a Monkey Paw Productions. Yep, and it, 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 it's definitely like a good triple feature with Coraline and Nightmare Before Christmas. So and it's, and it's all by the same director too. Um, I also watched another uh, a film. I, I watched an, a film in, in, in theaters. It just came out. It stars Kate Blanchett. It's called Tar. And it's a really it's a it's a remarkable film. It's directed by Todd Field, um, and Kate Blanchett plays this uh, this famous maestro, this conductor composer named Lydia Tarr, and she's like like the most accomp- one of the most accomplished uh, composers in the world. Like she's like she's 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 like sitting on top of the world, but um, but she's like super arrogant and narcissistic. Um, and then like uh, basically like her past comes back to haunt her, and like the film is long. It's like like a little, little over two and a half hours, but like, but your but Kate Blanchett is a, so excellent in the film. It's like one of her best performances. Like, you see, like you see her arrogance, and then you see how she manipulates and uses people. Um, where she gets called out, where like every relationship with her is a transactional one, and like um, there's there's like um, there's it, it's kind of like a like a subtle like intelligent commentary on like um, what happens where where um, where you have a genius who does nothing but problematic shit all the time and it's like do you respect their work but 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 does their work diminish because they're so problematic and the film and the film leaves it like very like very gray so it kind of leaves you to like have the discussion and ask the questions it doesn't like moralize one way or another um i, re- I really enjoyed the, the 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 film like how her acting in it and the direction and t- and like how she sort of like uses people and how like that kind of comes back to bite her in the ass um 
interestingly, the film begins like with the end credits in the beginning, like all the production people involved, and then like it ends with just like the list of the of the songs that were used in the film. Um, I thought that was cool because like it kind of shows like like all the people that it takes to like make somebody great. Like nobody does it alone. Like there's no such thing as like a like a self-made person. Right. Like it takes like a, a village, a nation of people to make you great. You know, so like that's so so. So that's how I, I liked how like the film began with those end credits, and then it ended with the with, with the songs that she used. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a it's an excellent film. Um, Tar, it's in theaters. Um, if you're a fan of Kate Blanchett, because she's she's an amazing actress. Like she she's gonna be a front runner for uh, from the for the like the lead actress categories in this award season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, check that film out. And last but not least, there's a film on Netflix, Uh-oh. which I absolutely love i absolutely champion this film this film has gotten universal praise internationally and i sat down and i watched it and man i am so glad i did it's 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 a it's an indian film it's a it's a it's a telugu film it's called rrr uh stands for rise roar revolt Man, this is a batshit crazy film <laughs> it is it is an it's a, it's a 3 hour epic film with like some of the most over the top ridiculous maximalist action scenes you'll see um it's 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 got a bromance at the center like two 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 heroes fighting on opposite sides but then they come together to to fight a common cause against like the british regime in india um there's like there's excellent dance numbers um, there's a song called Not To Not To where they're all dancing and then like you see wide shots of them like full body you see them make pulling off all these like moves and whatnot. Um, the, 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 let me say something about some of the action scenes. Okay, the first action scene in this film. Okay, one of the one of the one of the main uh, protagonists, right? He's he's this um, decorated police officer. Um, he's Indian he, and he's fighting for the, the British. There's like their their compound is surrounded by like thousands of people. It's this mob trying to get in, and they're surrounded by this barb. They're kept at bay by this barbed wire fence. This one police officer, he jumps over the fence, right? Like 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 the Hulk bounding from canyon to canyon, and like a Terminator with one stick with one baton, he's fighting off thousands of people by himself, like a Terminator. Nobody can stop this man. How did he get over the? He just jumped over the fence. He just jumped over the fence, like you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, just like. How high was the fence? Oh, like um, you know, like like a fence, like like an average like, like a fence. <laughs> I, I, kind of? I, 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 six feet, eight feet, ten well, feet, like ten feet. Ten you know, I, I, I pulled a Carl there with that answer. But yeah, like, like a ten, ten foot fence with barbed wire. And he just casually jumps it, and then he starts fighting people, like just like the surrounding camp. But he's fighting them off with a stick, just like one after another, because he's targeting like one, one person that he wants to apprehend, and he gets to the person, and. When I, just 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 describing the scene doesn't do it justice. When you see it, you're like, "I'm all in. I, I'm invested. This this is my. I, I, I'm here for the three hour ride. Let's go." There's another scene that introduces the second protagonist. He's running through the jungle and he gets into a fight, a barehanded fight with a tiger. With a tiger. I knew it. A, t- a whole ass tiger, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm here. I'm home. And there's another scene. Where they um, 
they stormed this compound and it, it involves it involves a lot of um a lot of cg animals when i saw that scene i was i did the daniel bryan yes 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 because i was so excited man like like this this movie is just just rock pure rock and roll man was this something you stumbled on or was it something you knew about it was something i've knew about for a while like since since the summer like i've heard so much about it and i was thinking like hmm i don't i don't know man but then i i sat down and just watched it cuz i'm like you know what? i got 3 hours to kill on a sunday uh and i popped in rrr and man like the like I said, it's, it's, it's like it's like the, it's kind of similar to the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, where it like it just does the most. It just like throws so much at you, and it's just incredible action, start to finish. Like in, in terms of like, I I would say with that hyperbole, like RRR is one of the best action action films uh, of this century so far. I, I put it up there with like Mad Max Fury Road in terms of like how well directed. And, and staged the, the the action scenes are um we like mad max oh yeah mad max fury road incredible yeah. um, i'm watching the trailer right now yeah like mad max no, no uh R, R, R. Yeah, i know yeah it's it is absolutely incredible it is it is it is bonkers it is this movie is everything it's, I it's like three girls get kicked in that trailer <laughs> yeah yeah, like 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 this this movie is absolutely everything. Ray Stevenson is in it. He plays a mustache twirling villain. Um, I lo- I loved him as the as the Punisher. Oh yeah, well, Punisher Warzone. Oh, he was he was like I like Thomas Thomas Shane's a great actor, mm-hmm. but I thought that Punisher was Hollywood. I thought yeah, this one was was indie Punisher, and I thought it was like much grittier and dirty. Like mm-hmm. character like that's got to be dirty. Yeah, and Ray Stevenson, he had the exact look yeah. from the comic. Oh yeah. God, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, um, but yeah, if you're a fan of like action spectacle, just a movie that gives you everything that you want, you know, for three hours, check out RRR. It's on Netflix. It's directed by um, SS. Um, oh, what, what's his name? SS Rajamuli. Um, I want to see his other films. I think he has some other films on Netflix too. Like he, this this man knows how to direct some action. He knows how to direct some 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 music scenes. This man gives this this man knows knows spectacle. R R R. Marvel could never. Hell, DC could never make something this exciting. All right, dude, dude. Yeah. Check on the side. Make sure he doesn't have any hot sauce over there. <laughs> But speaking, yeah. just on, I'm gonna piggyback on yours as something you knew. Yeah, I had a movie like we watched a movie recently, um, that I knew about, but I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. And we were in our horror thing, but it was The Collector and The Collection. We watched mm-hmm. them both. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! You want to <laughs> talk about screwy? Like this is like one of those movies. Like I think. The first one is it, it's it's freaky scary, and the second one is like over the top freaky scary. Yeah. But this is like about some maniac who just collects people, mm. and, but you got to suit his needs. Oh no, it's not a good thing. It it is it is violent. I mean, have you? Uh, I've heard of the collector, but I've never seen it. it it's it was it's one of those movies that I'd heard of, but I never heard anybody say anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it and I was like, damn, that, like, I loved it. I thought mm. they were both. And I, I'm like, the way the second one ends, I'm like, oh, you could do a third one. And I'm like, sometimes 
you gotta stop. Yeah. And, and I hope they do because if they just stop, it's like perfect. Mm. But it was, it's it's crazy, okay. like violent. But like the first one, it's like, you know, it's like seven. When mm. you see seven and you leave the theater, and you're like, wow, someone really thought about that. Yeah. And if someone thought about that and made that, that means some other psycho out there could really do it. Mm-hmm. And this is the type of movie where you're like, oh, someone could do this, and that's not really fun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of horror films, are you familiar with that uh, stream- streaming service, Shudder? Yes. Yeah. Are you subscribed? I don't to have it. Yeah. But I, I've heard a lot of people like it. And mm. it's like, how many streaming services can you possibly have? Yeah, that's true. There's always Tubi. <laughs> no. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it to yourself. Mm-mm-mm. But But yeah, man. Um, R R R. Okay. Yes, yeah that that movie is everything. It's 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 in my top twelve favorite films of the year so far. <sighs> Man, I it's it's everything, Carl. Everywhere, all at once. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Yeah, I see. I seen the trailer. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And when you watch it, you'll know. You'll I'll know. know. Yes, you'll okay. know. You'll know. You'll know. You'll know. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, do we get a refund if we watch it and it sucks? Uh, I, I, well, if you have Netflix, I guess you can cancel it. I don't know. Well, I'm talking about for you, your refund, your recommendation. You gotta. We're gonna give three hours of our life. If it's a bad recommendation, don't you think we should get something back? Hey, listen, like uh, people, people, people spend, people spend like eight hours binge watching a, a TV show. I don't want to hear about people complaining about three hours. Okay. Yeah. He's I, I haven't binge watched anything for eight hours. That's frightening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Zack Snyder's Justice League in one sitting. Yeah, I did that. Yep. Four hours. Yeah. That's half a work shift, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's uh, so yeah, that's pretty much uh, pretty much what I've been up to on the movie front. So yeah, yeah, I see your movies on Instagram. Yep, You're doing the movie thing. Yep, so, do the film thing. Yes, film on film. I'm film sorry. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah, do the film thing. Yeah, yeah, just posting movies for my. That's collection. cool. Yeah, that's that's because that's the only way. Like you know, in this like how many times the movies are coming out and they're like, oh, that's coming out and someone posts something. If you don't see it, you you know you. Mm. You might not catch it, so it's kind of good. Yeah, like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, 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 and uh, yep, and of course, yes. Snyder cut of Justice League was glorious. Yes, it was. It was better. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh oh, oh man, what was I gonna say? Um, oh geez, I I lost it. Dang, I was I was gonna ask you something, Jim, but um, but yeah, I'll, if if it comes back to me, I'll. I'll, I'll I'll ask, but yeah, man. Um, Why don't you come back to you once you <laughs> once you end the live stream? You've been like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and John says that the Justice League Snyder Cut Justice League was uh, better than Endgame. Not at all. Uh, I that's that's a reach. Um, but but it, but it's certainly up there. Um, Nick Quattrini uh, says Vic got those James Cameron Avatar two talking points. I don't want to hear it's too long. People watching Cobra Kai in a day. <laughs> that is... People love them some Cobra Kai. Oh, my God. Yes. Is it a good show? I don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I hear nothing but good things about Cobra Kai. That's mm. yeah, and they yeah, they're it's got like it's. Let's be this way. I grew up when that came out. Like I was a kid. Yeah. And it like it gets way more love now than it did back then. Back then, people loved it, like mm-hmm. liked it, not loved it. Mm-hmm. And it, now it's like this like. I think it's a nostalgic thing to the past where we yeah. there are certain things and you know the first one was kind of cool it was it was creative but I don't think we needed like all the sequels and yeah sorry Hillary Swank oh yeah next Friday kid yeah but, but the Jaden Smith one was cool for what it was hmm yeah but it's, like it's like it's like the Rob Zombie Halloween it's just a reimagination much later. You. Yeah. Thank you. I, enjoy, I enjoyed that. Jaden Smith and uh, Jackie Chan, I enjoyed that one. Mm. Yeah, it kind of makes you think of like all those other, um, I guess like I guess like the Hollywood's trying to scrape the bottom of the barrel where they're looking at random 80s movies and making TV shows out of them. Like I, I've seen like on Showtime, there's a, a reboot TV series of American Gigolo. Remember that movie with Richard Gere? I do Gere? remember that. Yeah. There, there's I a, didn't know there's a TV show. Really? Yeah, yeah John Berthold's playing oh. the Richard Gere role. And I'm like, that's the most random thing I could I've seen. Listen, <laughs> listen, look, we can be getting short circuits, batteries <laughs> not included. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably probably some. Um, we'll probably get the uh, reboot of Homeboys in Outer Space. At hey, some point. hey, 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 hey! Stop what? it! <laughs> Stop it! Yeah, don't you put don't put that don't don't put that into the atmosphere. You know what? I could do something with that property. I'm scared. I can make it a sci-fi horror. Oh my gosh! Oh, I, I just came up with some ideas. Well, they bastardized the Banana Split movie. <laughs> Banana Split. You remember the TV show? Yeah, you don't. No. There was a before our time. <laughs> yeah, when I was it was my favorite TV show as a kid. It was the Banana Splits Action Hour. Mm-hmm. It was the first show that actually had they dressed you know dressed up in their costumes, the Banana Splits. And then it was live action. So you'd have, or live animate, you would have both. Yeah. And um, it was the first show of its kind like that. And um, Flegel, Drooper, Snorky, and um, Bingo were the banana splits. Mm -hmm. Um, And they made a horror movie of it. That was just god awful. It was people who stole the costumes and was a killer. Hmm. And it, it's like that Winnie the Pooh. Oh, did you see that Winnie the Pooh? I did coming see out? that. Trailer. They're making a Winnie the Pooh <laughs> horror trailer. horror movie. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, see what man. happens when someone says something. Look yeah, at Victor. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. I'm looking this up right now. It, I it, just just and I just came up with an idea too. Since we're reimagining '80s, '70s, '80s classics, The Electric Company. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But as one of those like creepy. Fun house. Okay, so Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yep. That's a good That's, that's a title. thing. It's a good title. That's yep. a thing. Okay, so it looks like it's live action. It's yes. a British independent slasher film. Okay. Coming to Netflix, I believe, right? I think so. Okay, so okay, so Winnie the Pooh, um it be, well, the first Winnie the Pooh book became a public public domain work in the US this year, meaning that the uh, Disney no longer holds the exclusive rights to the to the characters first depicted in the book. Okay, okay. Hmm. Oh, okay. I, I, now oh, I'm man. curious. Win, a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll uh, 
I'll, 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 I will check that out. That's um, that's something uh, something to poo about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe. Hey, maybe we're one step closer for to seeing the my version of uh, Family Matters, the reboot. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is set to be released for a one-day event across theaters in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Mexico on February 15, 2023, with Fathom Events and... Fathom Events? So Fathom Events is the... I think it's the same place that put out... Um, Killing Joke. No. Um, Terrifier 2. Mm-hmm. It was only playing... So Terrifier 2 was only playing for one weekend... And then it did so good that they extended it a weekend. Then it did so good they did it a third week. I think they, it's still in theaters because mm-hmm. it's just kept doing so good. But I think it's that group that did it. Yeah, oh, okay. Events, Altitude, Film Distribution, Cineplex Entertainment, and Cinemax. Hmm. Indeed. Okay. So, so I know what these two are going to be doing on February 15th. <laughs> Pooing it. <laughs> Maybe I'll probably forget about it And then next thing you know Like I just saw I'm like Oh damn He did it <laughs> Oh and, and Oh lastly yeah, Oh yeah that's what I was gonna ask Like Speaking of horror movies um, uh, Have you seen uh, Hereditary And Midsummer? No y- You should You Re- should Don't. I've heard two people One liked it One didn't And I was like eh, I don't know Oh trust me Like if you're looking for Like a strong R-rated horror movies Yeah they're both great. Okay. Good double feature. Arias is a sick fuck. And I only got one more to watch Viz. Yeah, you watch Hereditary. You'll be fine. I probably will be. I'm just be like, Vic, you just you need a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Took uh, you that long to figure that out? No, I I I've established that a long time ago. I'm just finally telling him. It's fun this way. Yeah, it's true. We're all a little crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. like the Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, oh, Nick Quattrini asks, uh, is that why they have all those poo comic covers? Because Disney, Disney doesn't control it. Ryan Santos has a Lord of the Rings Rhode Island, Rhode Island Comic Con variant this weekend. He was he was asked, I, th- I believe he was asked to do that specifically. I don't know if it's for the movie. I don't think it's for the movie. I think it was just something he was being created creative with. Okay. So. I'll rock with it. Nice. I'll pick it up. Yeah, he's he's uh he's such a talented artist. Um so nice. and that cover is really it's kinda cool when you see it, yeah. Oh nice. Awesome. Oh man. And uh John Hapani says Vic needs Encanto. Yeah, another movie that I need I still need to see. Um but yeah, uh yeah, we could we could, we could we could keep going with this we conversation. Can. But um we're hitting the two hour mark, so uh and you know, I know you got places to be stories to write things to do so so uh so yeah we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up here um before we wrap up jim is there are there any final plugs or anything else that you like to uh, yeah, I, touch on well i would like to thank um like i said this year i was i did three store signings um they were all um really great um so i want to thank uh, rubber chicken in bellingham mass i want to thank um silver moon in um salem they were just I mean, I walked into the, there's a mall. They were like, you know, it's a, it's hard to describe the mall. It's it's a small, tiny little mall. Mm-hmm. But I walked in and they have this like a glass 
marquee type thing and there's a big poster in it and it's all the people that were going to their store so like i walk in and like i'm staring at myself i'm like holy crap this is awesome Mm -hmm. and they had promo pictures on the door really advertising the event so leslie and chris did an amazing job so i want to thank them for that and then again this past weekend i was at wild time at randy's store and randy randy had asked me at least a half dozen to a dozen times to do a signing in his store but between you know, doing signings and setting up stuff at Rock Coco's, I never was available to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just, I'm not doing that there anymore, so I have more free time. And Randy just keeps asking, so I'm so excited to get to go to his shop and spend time with them and meet his customers. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank the three stores that had me this year because it was just uh, a pleasure and, and meeting new people. And from a Hellion standpoint, I sold a lot of books. I go. mean, it was it was nice. ex, it was exciting, and um, like I said, with knowing six was ending, and I was like, we're really going full force with the new business card, and you know the the new stories and the new banner. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like getting ready for cons next year, and I will be doing probably two or three. Um, so nice, exciting. Oh, and then you got to show them the one picture, dude. The oh. anniversary picture. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is something um I asked to be on the show. Usually these guys ask me and I kinda had my own agenda and I really wanted to uh be on the show and I didn't realize um the importance I, I mean I know today's November first. Mm-hmm. Um but the importance of the show is uh this and I'll let Vic show you. Yeah. Um I don't know how well it will come across there you um, go there we go um the date is um oh he oh. just got rid of it so oh, now everybody sorry. sees vanessa but the, <laughs> the date was um november 4th 2015 and that was my first appearance on on the show um i had a little more hair and it was darker um <laughs> but that was seven years ago and wow. we've had many appearances so thank you guys and so it's kind of ironic that we're here today yeah but kind of cool Absolutely, man. I can't believe it's been, yeah, seven years. Yeah, yeah, 2015, that was your first appearance. And here we are, seven years later, we're still doing the show, you know? We're growing. Yeah, we've come a long way since then. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, man. So, yeah, once again, like, you know, once again, Jim, thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, you're always, always, always. God damn it, I'm in a comic book, man. My name is in a comic book. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 there, man. We'll see if you like me after the comic ends. <laughs> oh, I'm probably gonna die so brutally. <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, um, uh, yeah. Thank you once again, Jim, and also um, yeah. Uh, before my Wi-Fi cuts out, <laughs> uh, big sh- big shout outs to everyone in the chat. Thank you all for watching and listening. Um, catch all of our episodes on SoundCloud. Um, a Facebook Live every Tuesday evening around eight eight p.m. ish Eastern. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play iHeartRadios to Stitcher wherever you can find podcasts you can find Codex Prime uh, we're also on Twitter at Codex Prime Cast and Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast yes and also catch us this weekend Rhode Island Comic Con hosting five panels two Saturday two Friday two Saturday I believe one Sunday mm-hmm. just at very you can catch us on the on the floor make sure just, you know come through say what's up hang out with us you're gonna it's gonna be a fun time Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Come one, come all. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's gonna be cool. Uh, and then 
when we come back next week, we'll talk about our Comic Con experience as well. Yes, we will. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. We'll just we'll wrap it up here. Uh, once again, thank y'all for watching and listening. My Wi-Fi keeps cutting out, so I'm waiting for it to reconnect before I sign off. Oh, I guess it's not reconnecting. Okay. So uh, <laughs> thank y'all for watching and listening. As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. Bye.